What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Yeah, yeah. Let me grab my, grab my, my phone. Let me get the camera. I'm the greatest. Antonio? Yes, Coach Gruden. Are you going to be out in the field? Uh, No, no, no. Why not? Well, because I can't play with these new helmets. These new helmets. No, man. These new helmets suck. These new helmets suck. Well, I don't care if they suck. I just want you on the field. No, but they suck. I'm the greatest. Why don't you take this picture? I don't need to have a phone. I need you and your number 84 jersey to be on the field now. Well, see, that's just it, Coach Gruden. I can't do that. And why not? Because I can't play with these new helmets. I got to play with my old helmet. You know what I'm saying? I need my old helmet. I'm the greatest. No, you're not, man. That's Ali. No, no. No, no. I'm the greatest. Look, you think you're going to get away with this crap here as you did in Pittsburgh? That's not happening. This, 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 this diva drama act over. Done with. I thought that was discussed when we got here. No, what's discussed when I got here was, man, all my hairs are in place. You know, I need to dye my, my mustache blonde again. I'm the greatest. Yeah, you're the greatest, all right. You're right now representing the greatest piece of crap I've ever seen. Get on the field. <laughs> temper, temper, John. I'm the greatest. Welcome to Gold Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to talk about NHL darlings. I know the season is two months away, just like the NBA, but the schedule has been released for TV. We're also going to talk about world poop on cars being cocaine. A huge contract renegotiation. Rules that should not be invented. That will be discussed in Dolt of the Week. And of course, we're going to put upon further review a subject matter that is intensely debated about. But for right now, let's get to the headlines. Dateline New York City. Well, 30 Rock or NBC Sports has in announced their 2019-20 NHL de- television schedule. And it looks like the darlings of the league will be the Avalanche, Colorado Avalanche, Dallas Stars, 
and the New Jersey Devils. And of course, it's definitely concentrated for three different reasons as to why they are. Conspicuous in their absence is the defending Stanley Cup champions, the St. Louis Blues. Now, they will be on TV, but not as much as these three. Executive producing president and production of NBC and NBC Sports, Sam Flood had this to say about the scheduling, especially the Avalanche. Quote, The Avalanche are a spectacular team to watch. McKinnon is the real deal. I thought he was as good as a player as stepped on the ice in the playoffs. The more we can expose him to a broader audience, the better it will be for the growth of the league. Close quote. That almost sounds like the equivalent of the NBA doing the same with Zion Williamson. It just goes to show no matter how successful a team gets, the sports leagues and the media will follow the money. Dateline Baltimore. No, no, no. We're not talking about the Trump slash representative Cummings tweets and brouhaha. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Camden Yards in particular. The New York Yankees visited Camden Yards this past week and they set a new mark. Yes, they are the team to hit the most homers in a stadium that is not their home in a given season. They reached that mark on a 9-6 victory Monday night against the Orioles, hitting five homers in the game to do so. Dateline Cleveland. Now we hear the, the talk all the time about how the Preseason should be absolutely wiped clean. It should be gone. It should be absconded from the schedule. It should be as soon as the whistle's blown and the kickoff of the first game is made, (laughs) more than likely at the Hall of Fame game, that is when the season should begin for most people. However, in the case of Damon Sheehy Giuseppe, he might be glad that there is a preseason slate in order to prove himself in an otherwise league that is just too much to be proven to a guy who just comes off the street. Now, the name may not sound familiar, but his 86-yard punt return that he that he did this past week against the Washington NFL franchise at home would pretty much give you a clue as to who this is. So get this. He was eager to play football so badly that he did his best to sweet talk his way into a workout. And he did so in Miami. And he claimed that he knew somebody and he really didn't. He got a chance to do a a 40. He was taped at 4.38, which of course that's, that's really, really fast. And that workout drew the interest of the Browns. So they invited him to their workout place in Brea for an official tryout. Only one problem. Sheehy Giuseppe had no money and this was a week until the tryouts. So back in April, he slept either outside or at a 24 hour fitness center. And so he persevered. He tried out. He had his chance. 
And now the punt return that basically was the highlight of the NFL week one of the preseason slate took place. I'm glad that you had a Hollywood moment, Sheehy Giuseppe. I hope that you continue onward because the NFL, it can, it can make dreams come true. But like John Gruden, the head coach of the now Oakland Raiders says, there's a whole ton of players who are in the business of killing dreams. Dateline Southern Georgia. Shy words. We didn't really know this guy's name, but he is the starting quarterback of Georgia Southern University. The 21-year-old was charged with a misdemeanor cocaine possession. And why was he charged for such? Well, apparently, he was pulled over and the police looked at his car, saw a white substance on said car, and deduced and concluded that it was cocaine. Now, the quarterback said it was, quote, bird poop, close quote, but the police didn't believe him. So they booked him, he got charged, and Southern and Georgia Southern University suspended him with the NCAA's backing. So when they tested the substance, it concluded that, well, yeah, the quarterback was right. It was bird feces that was on the car. Email Saluda County CC NCAA Subject of email Bird Poop Body of Email Do you actually think someone would be riding in their car with cocaine <laughs> seared into the car? Really? I mean, do you actually think that it was crack that was just on the man's car? Think! Oh my gosh, I, I can't believe that I that, that we are privy to such brain-dead people. And then for you, NCAA, to just go on and say, you know what, let, let, let's, let's suspend this guy without making an investigate, <laughs> without making an investigation of your own to determine if it was true or not, you're a suspect. Oh, but I'm not done with you yet. With Saluda County, I certainly am. Cole Johnson, Cole Sports, Cole Sports with a Z dot com. Dateline Arlington. These are things you don't want to see. In a stadium, a ballpark, an arena, or any any place where you get to see in one large body an event. Rangers fan Jessica Romero claimed on Facebook that she was sitting directly be, um, sitting directly in front of a fan during last weekend's game, where they made repeated comments about Hispanic immigrants, complaining about those immigrants that were surrounding that person at the game. And how the current president, President Trump, needs to hurry up and build the wall to send the send them back. And and the word that he used was, quote, illegals, close quote. Romero had this to say on Facebook, quote, 
Sadly, this is not the first or the last time we will ever experience this kind of racism. Close quote. Now, the Rangers, for their part, they issued an apology when the event was told to them. And in a statement, this is what they had to say. Quote. There is no place at Globe Life Park in Arlington for this type of conduct to occur. After learning of this incident on Sunday, we have reached out to the Romero family and pledge to make their next trip to Globe Life Park a memorable and enjoyable experience. Close quote. That is how you're supposed to handle it. However, aren't you all supposed to be moving to a new ballpark next year? Just saying. Dateline me, Ami. Wide receiver Kenny Stills calls out his owner, Stephen Ross, for hypocritical behavior. That's not what I'm saying. That is what he is saying. After he charged the owner for coming up with his Ross Initiative in Sports for Equality, or RISE, organization, and hosting a fundraiser for President Donald Trump, which was going to be $250,000 a plate. Still said that he received death threats from people when he made his stance known. However, he doubles down on it. Saying, quote, someone has to have enough courage to let him know that he can't play both sides of this. It's something that I can look back and it's something that I can look back on and say that I made the right decision. If you're going to associate yourself with bad people, then people are going to know about it. I put it out there for everybody to see it. If you say you're going to be about something, let's be about it. Close quote. Now, I will say on these airwaves, do I fully consider Trump to be a racist? No. Do I consider him to be an elitist who pretty much doesn't give a crap about anybody except if you are a celebrity or rich or kisses his behind? Yes. And I think those statements along with, yeah, some scathing remarks that he has tweeted or stated would lend someone to believe that, mm, okay, there might be something checkered about him. It all comes out to bear eventually but as for Stills he has once knelt on the field in protest to of course what Colin Kaepernick started three years ago and I believe he's on record as saying that he will continue to do so like Eric Reed has said as well when he steps out on the field for this year more protests to come from them and from him we shall see Dateline Foxborough the man many people call the greatest quarterback of all time, but this host does not, is going to be broken off some more cheddar. Yes, the team that is known to tighten the purse streams up so tight that they will let go of a good player in lieu of picks and other players just so they can stay relevant and under the cap has said to Brady, You've been with us for a while. We're going to reward you with more money. So his 
His number was 15 million. Now it is bumped up to 23 million. But here's the catch. Brady did receive a raise, but it also offered two years that automatically voids the contract after the 2019 season, as well as a provision that does not allow the Patriots to either slap the franchise or transition tag on him for the next season, 2020. So what does that mean? In brass tacks, seven months from now, March 17th to be exact, Brady could become an unrestricted free agent for the first time in his 20-year, then it will be 20-year, NFL career. Yes, Brady has been in the NFL since 2000, so it's been a, it's been a minute. But I think that was just worded such to give him the type of freedom to do what he wants to do. But Brady pretty much is through and through a Patriot. And they're probably going to either re-sign him to something else or they'll keep up the contract that they have because his regular contract with those provisions excluded ends in 2021. But that deal is the deal he has now is similar to what the Saints did with Drew Brees. So I guess you could consider this a thank you for being one of the best players, if not the best player on our team for 10 plus years. This is what we think about you type of scenario. The Saints did it with Brees. The Patriots this week did it with Tom Brady. Happy birthday, Tom Terrific. When I come back, we're going to, of course, touch on a rule. Hmm. Interesting. We're, uh, we're, of course, we're also going to have a running back parade later on in the show, but immediately following the break. Oh, I'm about to go. Politics, pop culture, history, sports, and spirituality can all be found in one place. Kome Media Group proudly presents Revelations on Pippa.io and where you can catch all podcasts. Have a doozy. Many of you do not like when Charles Barkley speaks on anything else except when he is on Inside the NBA, when he is probably at his most entertaining. 
And even some of his basketball takes you all don't like either. However, he he poses interesting thoughts and processes at times. And in this case, I think he has done it once again. And I I think I have to address this. So for Charles Barkley's comments as of late, I'm about to go. to come from Leeds, Alabama. Charles Barkley, known for basketball and known for his basketball takes, is also known to have other takes as well. Some appreciated, some appreciated, some not so appreciated. This might fall in line in between. So after the debates in Detroit with the Democratic National Presidential Candidates, all 20 debating one another 10 on one night 10 on another night Barkley has some choice words to say about not necessarily the debate but the candidates at the debate now while he said he's not ready to make a formal choice on who he would support as a presidential candidate or democratic presidential candidate he is high on the Vermont Senator Bernie Bernie Sanders and the Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren but he has this to say about his criticism of politics in general but definitely of the Democratic Party quote I think all politicians take black folks for granted they talk to black folks every four years and that's about it how they're going to make our lives better and then do nothing about it it's not a republican or democrat thing it's not a liberal or conservative thing it's an economic thing and that's what both parties have been neglecting especially the democratic party because every black person i know has always voted democratic and with the exception of a few guys who can play sports all those people are still poor close quote Now, the only place where I'll give him pushback on would be all of us are not all poor. And more than just who play sports, uh, I know there's many celebrities who also (laughs) have benefited and many business people who have benefited, too. So that part is a gross generalization. However, the rest of the, the rest of his comments I 100% agree with and this is why I'm seeing a lot of these democratic presidential candidates tossing stuff on walls they just throw things on walls and see if it sticks reparations whew, let's see if that sticks uh, student debt cancellation whew, let's see if that sticks higher wages whew, let's see if that sticks Healthcare for all. Let's see if that sticks. I, I, you know, I'd say it sounds good for the the twelve to eighteen months before the election happens, and then after that happens, 
we barely hear anything that these candidates will say uh, toward really any other community other than their own. And this is Democrat and Republican. For the next three years. And then when the summer of the, when the, the summer before the summer of the next presidential year, we see these candidates come up and then we hear the same things. How I could put more money in your pocket, how I can make taxes less burdensome for you and how life is going to be better for you if I, and it doesn't even matter gender either, if I am the president of the United States. It all sounds good. It all sounds wonderful. But you just forget that, well, you, there's 535 people in Washington who create gridlock for you. <laughs> and some of them happen to be in the party in which you represent. So, uh, I, I never have gotten this process from the standpoint of how can it practically make sense? It entertainment wise makes sense because it makes me laugh. I'm like, oh, so these are the proposals that you're making. <laughs> and how do you allege it's going to pass? But the reason why I'm addressing this is not necessarily just to get off political takes, but also to give a kudos and a clap to a sports figure being bold, brave, and in some instances, in this case, smart enough to comment on other issues besides sports. Now, we we can focus on what a person does on the court, on the diamond, on the field, on the ice, and say, keep it there. Stick to sports. Well, the problem is, there's more to sports than these athletes, and there's more to these athletes than their chosen profession. Put it this way. If someone were to view your whole humanity based on the occupation you work, would you say that's a fair assessment of who you are? No, because that's only a part of who you are. I'm a journalist, but that's just a part of who I am. You know, Barkley right now, he is he is an analyst, an on-air sports analyst. But he's lived for he's lived more than five decades of life. So guaranteed he's gonna have some opinion about so many different things outside of basketball. So when you have these athletes who speak on issues, let them. Let them speak. Some are intelligent enough to actually do so and hold court and make you say, Wow, you know, I never gave it thought. Of, of, of such intense nature to what you're saying. Okay. I may have to do a double take on you and others could do a Kanye West to just have a stream of consciousness and just say a whole ton of stuff, but basically get absolutely nowhere with their point. No matter what though, they're citizens. Let them exercise their right to speak about their country, speak about their issues. Speak about their lives. Because guaranteed, some of the things that are going on in Washington can gravely affect how they play on the court or on the diamond 
or on the field, or on the ice, or in Barclay's case, commentate behind a desk. Now, Barclay's political affiliation, when he played, he was Republican and, and, and stated, stated as much, stated as much. But I think he self-admittedly said he came around to thinking Democrat. I think he said right around the time the Bertha stuff started to come up with uh, President Obama. So we're talking 2011, 2012. No matter where he leans politically, no matter where anybody leans politically. It's a joy to practice the art of speaking your mind. And as for the politicians speaking to us or black people, so what if they don't? So what if they don't? Politicians really don't speak to too many people anyway. But you know who they speak to? They speak to those who have money. And quite frankly, you, Mr. Barkley, you have money. You don't have the money that these current NBA and NFL and basically baseball and even to a lesser degree, the NHL players have. But they have money, which means they have influence, which means they can influence voting blocks. There is where the power lies and it always has lied and it always will lie with that and with them. So if you're going to have these politicians speak to your community, Mr. Barkley, coerce your younger players, the ones who are coming up behind you to influence their fans thought processes toward making a life better for them unfortunately since we are conditioned with the stick to sports thought process most of the athletes are like how they consider pick up basketball to be I'm gonna get mine I don't give a crap about yours Return the adult of the week. <laughs> oh, and you're gonna like this one. You've tuned into the classiest sports show on the planet. Cool sport. From the vault, a look back at a key moment in sports history. August 10th, 1980. The Golden Bear Jack Nicholas was coming off a subpar 1979 and whispers of his career 
going on a downturn. However, earlier in the year, he won the U.S. Open. And with this victory in the PGA Championship, it gave him his fifth for his career of that tournament. He was the only player to break par for the 72 holes at the PGA Championship. And with that victory in that particular year, he became the third golfer to win the U.S. Open and the PGA Championship in the same year, only subsequently equaled by Tiger Woods 20 years later. The Golden Bear, Jack Nicholas, wins his fifth PGA Championship on this date in 1980. From the vault, brought to you by Goldsport! Sponsored by nobody, but we still are going to give it to you straight with no chaser. The winner of this episode's Dota of the Week is... The National Collegiate Athletic Association. Oh, you don't know what that is? It is also known as the NCAA. Now, why are they getting this award? Well, they should have gotten it for that kerfluffle in Savannah with the Georgia Southern quarterback, but not for that. No. It is for a rule that they instituted earlier in the week. Now, the rule is stating that it's a reformed agent criteria. And what does that mean? Well... This is what it means. NBA draft declared players are now allowed to hire agents in, in an advisor role and still preserve their NCAA eligibility. But that agent has to have the criteria of a bachelor's degree. Now, the most well-known and probably hottest agent in basketball today, and almost I would say sports, but I definitely would say basketball today, Rich Paul, does he have a college degree? No. So when you see Clutch Sports Group or you hear LeBron James agent, Rich Paul is the guy. But in the in the past 17 years, he has become a power broker in the game because he represents the greatest basketball figure in the last 15 years. You can argue with me or not the numbers. And when I say numbers, I mean monetary figures. Don't lie. In many circles, it was considered a not-so-subtle attempt to shut one of the most powerful NBA agents out of the NCAA's sphere 
And many have blasted the NCAA for it. Take, for instance, Paul's greatest client and friend, LeBron James. He took to Twitter and blasted the NCAA saying, quote, laughing with tears in my eyes emojis. Eleven of them. Can't stop, won't stop. They big mad. Angry face emoji. And scared. Scary face emoji. Nothing will stop this movement and culture over here. Sorry. Not sorry. Grin face emoji. Peace sign emoji. Close quote. And let me join in on the bashing. Now, I will say this to LeBron. I wish he didn't tweet that out. I wish he was above the fray on that one. Now, he could have privately said it. It was fine. But I I didn't think he had to publicly come out and say it. However, what he said is awesome and true. And, and, And this is what upsets me, NCAA. You're doing this with basketball. Do you have the same thing in place for hockey? Do you have the same thing in place for baseball? Do you even have the same thing in place for football? No, you don't. It's not in play for them, but it's in play here. Why? And I think I do know why. You were clinging on to some vestige and some hope of the frayed philosophy that you play an amateur sport that it's about the education these athletes have, not the money they generate. Because after all, it's not the it's not the the words on the back of the jersey or the names on the back of the jersey. It's the name on the front, right? Well, it is that for sure when it comes to the money as well. Because the name on the front of their jerseys earns many of these colleges millions of dollars. Which it earns you billions of dollars a year. I would dare say it earns you billions of dollars a year in basketball. But you're starting to see those numbers decline. And why is that? Well, it's for players like a LeBron James who didn't go to college. And players like Cyan Williamson who did go to college for one year. But he's not there for a full ride. You all can't make that type of money over a long course of time. So in order to preserve the fact that you can make that money, you want the influence of these young men and teenage boys, because they probably get to hear this at 16 and 17. You don't want them to hear that, wow, yeah, your talent, it can go a long way in the NBA now. No, no, you want those boys to be in your institutions and not so they can pick up a book and learn anything from Shakespeare to Baldwin. No, no. So they could dribble a basketball and make you a lot of money. And so you have... Hundreds of these programs, hundreds of them, and you don't want to lose that revenue because you got 
so comfortable earning it. Or should I say you got so comfortable having these players who you don't pay a dime earn it. It's a money grab. It's an issue of not having the cash register ring as often as it you as often as it should in in your eyes or to your liking. It's a fear that you are having a revenue stream cut short. It's not about these players. It never was about them. It never will be about them. It's about earning money. Just like with football and having these universities earn millions of dollars in bowl appearances. And we're not even talking about the college football playoff four. Just the other bowl appearances that exists in the new year. And that's just the bowl appearances. We're not even talking about the games they play leading up to it. And here it is here. You have 68 teams at the end of your season in basketball vie for the title. And I know each team receives a hefty chunk of change for being there. You don't want that to be cut completely off. You don't want it cut off. Be bold enough. Be truthful enough. Be brazen enough to say that. Don't hide behind a veneer this veneer that's being sh- shredded with every single day and every single second that passes that you're doing it for the children. You're doing it for the young men and women in the, in the colleges and universities they attend. Yes. I know that only 2% of these athletes make it to the NBA. I fully understand that. And I do think that for you to survive, you need to have and culture and cultivate more players who can be in universities for four years. You don't need to have these, these stars like a Derrick Rose or a Zion Williamson, who you know as soon as they sign your, their name on a dotted line, the next year they're gone. And you know it when they sign on to the contract for whatever university they attend. No. You need the Grant Hills and the Christian Leitners. You need the you need the players who are good, but will stay for four years. Because you get the you get the stability of the sport, you get the education of the athlete, and you get the and you get the the and you get the stability of the school, all at the same time. Now the only issue I have is that they're doing it for free. They earn you, NCAA, billions of dollars. In Indianapolis, you're counting the money. And this was supposed to be an organization that wasn't supposed to be for profit. Yet, it's for profit now, and you don't want to lose that. So how can we do that? Well, let's de- let's de- let's devalue the best free... Uh, Let's devalue the best NBA agent that's going today. And and let's make it a requirement that they actually have a degree. Here's the one big here's the one big issue that you will have of that for that. Here's the one big issue you will have for that. Since 2003, we've had this figure in Rich Paul become what he's become. Because 
he learned the system and he got coached up in the system. What makes you think that you will not have a rich Paul, but with a college degree attached to him or her that will exist? Because I guarantee you, anybody who is going to be an agent, they have learned a lot from him. So this tactic of having an NBA agent in a player's ear, taking them away from the NCAA, it will backfire. Because now they can go across the seeds. They can play in the developmental leagues. They don't have to go to college. So you're going to have to sell them on another dream, not the one that seems to have had your bubble burst. You got to do better than this and stop handicapping these athletes. They deserve better and you know it. And you're not standing up for them. Pitiful. When I return, is the running back position obsolete? Upon further review, is next. Has your heart been broken? Have you been hurt? Have you gone through a chain of relationships that has left you in tatters? Have you gone through a painful divorce? Well, what if I were to say to you, I have the answer for you? Well, I do. End a free audio called How to Heal from Heartbreak. Download that and it will be the key to your freedom from heartbreak. End of force. passes away unfortunately Simone Biles lays claim to possibly being the greatest gymnast of all time we will break down week two of the preseason slate in the NFL of course touch a little bit on Major League Baseball we will have that and more in the next episode but that's for later for now Joe Mixon and many of you might not know who he is He is the running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. Sees that it's a good thing that Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott are holding out. But is this actually a good thing? We will unpack this in upon further review.
Bengals running back Joe Mixon was asked about the running back position in lieu of and in light of what Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott has done and to catch you up to speed both Gordon and Elliott are holding out for new contracts and new extensions for the Chargers and Cowboys respectively and if they don't receive it they will continue to hold out Mixon had this to say about both situations firstly about Melvin Gordon quote He should get what he deserves. I hope everything all works out for him in the end, whether he gets paid there or gets traded to a team that's going to pay him. Close quote. And about Ezekiel Elliott. Quote. Zeke won two rushing titles out of his first three years playing. Everybody knows Zeke is a great running back in the league and he's going to be for years. And he's durable. Close quote. Now, the slight variance and difference is Gordon demanded to be traded. Now, Elliot hasn't. De- now, Elliot hasn't demanded to be traded yet. But that is what's laying in front of both him and Elliot, and quite frankly, probably most of the running backs who are playing. Right now. Now they have gotten bold to do this because of what one Le'Veon Bell, the former Steelers running back, now current Jets running back, did in the past year. But the thing is, Bell played through his first contract and he got franchise tagged. And he wanted to re- he wanted to relinquish himself from being in the franchise tag loop. So his thought was, I hold out until I get a contract favorable to me. He did. The Steelers didn't blink and they just let him go. And unfortunately, he signed for less with the Jets because the Steelers offered him more and his franchise tag was worth more. And many would say, well, he won the battle because he it got more guaranteed money. Okay, splitting hairs. But the contract states that he got less with the Jets than he could have gotten with the Steelers. With Gordon, you're dealing with a running back who he, he really hasn't gotten traction until last year. Year before he came close to gaining a thousand yards, he got over a thousand yards this year. But he was injured one year and he was quite ineffective another year. So in my estimation, he didn't outplay his first contract. Not at all. Not at all. I think he finally is starting to play to the worth of his contract. But this doesn't do him favors. He still has time on his contract to hold out and demand he gets paid more is not going to help his cause and quite frankly the Chargers offering him 10 million a year I can't really hate on the Chargers for it I really can't now with Elliot this is a case where on the field he is well 
more than outperformed his current contract. I have no issue about that whatsoever. So Cowboys fan, don't bring the energy to me saying, well, you're saying that this guy is not worth his money. No, I'm not saying that. He earned his money and then some. Two rushing titles in three years. I mean, he he is he is well, well more than outplayed his contract. And I would say this if he was wearing any of the other 31 jerseys other than the Cowboys. He has outplayed his contract. The problem with him is that he is immature off the field. Many of you have heard the phrase, the best ability is availability, correct? Now, if you give this energy of, well, we could, Carson Wentz, for example. Well, he doesn't deserve that money. He's oft injured. Well, the same thing can be said for Ezekiel Elliott. Now, I'm not saying that he is off injured like Carson Wentz has been, but his behavior will have to make a team think, okay, how many games a year will we not have this guy? Because in 2018, it was, I mean, 2017, it was six. This year, it might be dot, dot, dot. Who knows? But that's the thought every team has to have with that guy. And when you have that type of thought, the overall value of that person will decrease as just a matter of fact. I don't care who you are or what you are. If you are going to be a hindrance to the organization that you work for away from the workplace, the company in which you work for is going to look at you much differently and they're going to devalue you whether you think it's unfair or if it is fair. Why? Because they can't depend on you. The Cowboys cannot depend on Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, if he were to suit out, suit up, he can be depended upon. But that's the problem. If I F. So he can hold out all he wants. I, if I were Gerald, Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys, if I were Gerald, I would say, okay, Zeke, hold out. Watch this. And you sign Dak Prescott to a contract. And then you turn around and you sign Amari Cooper to a contract. Right in front of Elliot's face. And then if he wants to test the open market. And do what Le'Veon Bell did last year in 2019. So be it. Yes. Do I realize that they need Ezekiel Elliott to make the playoffs? Maybe. Do they need him to reach the Super Bowl? Definitely. Do I think they need to break the bank for a guy who might get into trouble because he is in trouble now as we speak? No. Therein lies the issue. Teams are giving these players money for more than just what they do on the field. Remember, there is a remember there is a statute that the players and the league agreed upon called conduct conduct detrimental to the league. That's not for conduct that's on the field. That's for conduct away from it. And in many instances, Ezekiel Elliott has danced on the conduct detrimental to the league line. So, Mr. Mixon, I want you to look closely at both of these scenarios. 
You got one player who is starting to live up to the contract he signed when he came out of Wisconsin. And you have the other who, yes, he's outplayed his contract. But he is a time bomb off the field because he keeps getting into trouble and getting into trouble and getting into trouble. Both of those affect how you get paid from year six onward. So think about that. Yes, I I want Melvin to get his money. I want Zeke to get his money, but I want both of them to get their money with the understanding that, okay, I got to do this in order to give my team the, the ability to say, you know what? You are for us. Here is what we think you're worth. You do that. You will go further in the NFL than you would think. But in holding out, you're causing yourself more damage than good. In this case. If you happen to like this episode or any episode that you have heard thus far, the subscribe button is clicking and flashing Hit that subscribe button and subscribe to CoSports with a Z dot com. You want content that only you can get that no one else would? Hit that Patreon page and you can find it on ColdSports.com. You feel the need to say something? You can say it with your chest on ColdSports with a Z dot com. You want to say something in email just in written form? The email link is there coldsportswithaz.com is where you can find it you want this voice to represent any voiceovers or commercials coldsportswithaz.com is where you can find me you want to reach the private Facebook group the VIP room coldsportswithaz.com is where you can find it you want to hear the guest appearances that this man has had coldsportswithaz.com is where you can find it And you want to heal from heartbreak and loss or you want to hear interviews of how I do it you can find that and more on ColdSportsWithAZ.com. That's ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You can find all of that and then some on ColdSportsWithAZ.com. And it doesn't matter where you... doesn't matter when you listen to me, where you listen to me, or how you have. I just want you to do these three simple things. Love your neighbor as yourself and love them with your whole heart. Tell a friend to tell a friend about this particular program and enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson and this is... You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson.